0: go ahead thank you saving the best for last usually welcome once again boxing fans around the world to another episode of talk and fight here we are uh joined by christian from the friday night panel and today being friday we're on at uh, 2 p.m eastern standard time as opposed to our normal time of noon we're talking about the olympics we're talking about boxing at the olympics coming up in tokyo this july and what do you got for us christian something good well, starting off with the games themselves, now, we do have
1: some good today, but you know we do have to start off with the games themselves. And as usual, you know things are escalating a little bit. So critics of Japan's plan to hold the Tokyo Olympics, despite a fourth wave of coronavirus infections, submitted a petition today signed by 350,000 people over the course of the last nine days, calling for the games to be canceled. The Stop Tokyo Olympics campaign organizer, Kenzi, Kenji Utsunomiya, Said that the global festival of sports, already, as you guys know, postponed from 2020 due to coronavirus pandemic, should only take place when Japan can welcome visitors and athletes wholeheartedly. Saying, We are not in a situ- we are not in that situation, and therefore the games should be canceled. Precious medical resources would need to be diverted to the Olympics if it is held. So the petition was submitted to the Olympic as well as the, paramil- par- sorry, the Paralympic chiefs as well as the Tokyo government Yu- uh, Yuriko Koiki. Now it came. this comes as Japan added three more areas to the state of emergency now covering Tokyo, Osaka and four other prefectures amid surging case numbers. Now we're exactly 10 weeks out from the scheduled start of the games at this point, keep that in mind. Asked about the uh, campaign against the Games, Tokyo Governor Koiki said that she would still continue to work towards safe and secure Olympics. Uh, the new areas under a state of emergency now do include Hokkaido Prefecture, which is uh, where the Olympic Marathon is now due to take place. And that's after it reported a record high of 712 new cases on Thursday. Nationwide, Japan has seen about six hundred and fifty-six thousand confirmed cases of COVID nineteen, with eleven thousand one hundred and sixty-one deaths so far. So I think we can uh, we can safely say that we're going to continue to see this kind of escalate, and we're going to see more protests and things of this nature as we get closer over the course of the next ten weeks. But you know, as far as we can tell from all uh, all parties concerned, they are still motoring through, so we still can't expect to see a game, no changes on that front as of yet. Moving on, though, back into boxing specifically here, uh, one of the stories that we've been following for the last little while has been out of the Philippines, uh, and specifically Yumer Marshall and his uh, kind of saga back and forth between the U.S. So... In the wake of kind of a back and forth between Yuma Marshall and the country's Boxing Federation, uh, the national team coaches have expressed their concern over the Olympic bound boxers' preparedness for the Games. So Marshall's one of four boxers qualified for the Philippines uh, to go to Tokyo. Um, And he recently aired his frustration about the lack of financial support that he's gotten from the government throughout his preparation. And it's not the first time that the 25-year-old has opened up about the issue. Uh, Now, for those of you who haven't been following that issue, he actually came out just yesterday with a series of tweets where he uh, revealed that from the Filipino government, they're receiving, uh, I believe it's about 43,000 Filipino pesos per month, which uh, again, super, you know, accurate talk and fight maths that works out to about $900 US uh, monthly or just under 650 pounds sterling uh, for our friends across the pond. So in response to this, though, uh, the Association of ABAP, ABAP, the Association of Boxing Alliances of the Philippines, as well as the PSC, which is the Filipino Sport Commission, have, ins- have insisted that they have not lacked in backing Marshall, even after he turned professional and started training in the United States last year. ABAP Secretary General Ed Pickson also stressed that they had made plenty of effort to help Marshall, even during the quarantine in 2020. Uh, including offering to send Australian coach uh, Don Abnett to his house in Kavite in order to oversee his training. Uh, Pixon said, we were taken aback by the statements uh, from the PSC and from ABAP, which is completely untrue. Uh, Yet in the midst of in the midst of uh, the most recent exchange between Marshall and the Federation, Pixon said that they cannot lose sight of the most important issue, which is Marshall's road to the Tokyo Olympics. Pixon Pixon saying our message for humor is for him to train with Olympic style boxers and trainers. We know that professional boxing is good for professional boxing, but we're talking about amateur or Olympic style boxing here. And he pointed out he should be training for this kind of environment, which he isn't currently, according to Pixon. So while he does continue to work out to maintain his conditioning and fitness, the national team coaches have stressed that he needs to be uh, working with them at the camp in Thailand, where the other Olympic bound boxers have been training now since I believe it's early March. Coach Abnett uh, said of this Having a look at the footage that Marshall sent to me of his sparring in the U.S., also the footage that Coach Nitez sent from Zamboga, and also some time spent in the ring, it's probably far less than we expected at this time compared to the training block that we had last year. And it's a bit of a concern, the Australian coach admitted. I would strongly encourage him, even before we've left the bubble, to come join us in training. That's probably the best place for him. Now, Abnett uh, pointed out that other Filipino boxers who have been training with them at the national camp in Thailand, notably uh, Irish Magno, Carl Palum and Nettie Patekio, have made great progress since last year. Now, Marshall has informed uh, the Boxing Federation that he does intend to go to the camp or join the camp uh, only after he competes in the Asian elite men and women's boxing championships in Dubai a little later on this month, that tournament running between May 21st and June 1st. So the ongoing saga in the Philippines, they're back and forth with uh, Humor Marshall a little bit here. But we actually might have some good news here. And this is why I said we did have some good news for you today, Graham, uh, especially for the Philippines Boxing Federation. Because as of today, the International Boxing Federation has invited Continental uh, Confederation. English. Come on, buddy. The International Boxing Association has invited its continental confederations as well as national federations to apply for development grants for the first time in history. So funds are now going to be available to all 203 national federations and all five continental bodies after AIBA signed a major sponsorship agreement with Russian gas giant PGSC Gazprom last month. Applications for grants can now be made, uh, but they must align with uh, UNESCO, the United Nations Education, Science and Cultural Organization, as well as the United Nations High Commission on Refugees, the UNHCR objectives. So each continental confederation is eligible to receive receive up to $500,000 US that's about 413,000 euros, or 356,000 if you're speaking of the queens. Well, all national federations uh, will have access of up to 20,000 dollars, 16,000 euros, 14,000 sterling. President Umar Kremlev said, "Boxing is a universal activity that goes back before sport was organized. AIBA is proud now to be able to launch this initiative that will support the development of boxing everywhere." We are also proud to have this chance to support boxing in serving society, especially at such a difficult time because of the pandemic. I have long admired the work of UNESCO and the UNHCR and their efforts to align sport with the achievement of important social goals. Boxing is a brave sport and AIBA is happy to support these brave efforts. AIBA's board of Directors previously approved the regulations uh, for its financial support uh, package with limits uh, sorry, with limits funding projects designed only to help the future development of Boxing. But you'd expect that. So the announcement of the deal with Gazprom was seen as a cru- as crucial for AIBA, which was battling to clear millions of dollars in debt. AIBA, as you guys all know, was stripped of its Olympic status by the IOC back in June of 2019 over issues, including its finance. I mean, of course, governments, anti-doping, refereeing, judging were also listed on that uh, as other reasons. But as we know, uh, Umar Kremlov has been making pretty, uh, pretty concerted effort to address a lot of those issues. An AIBA statement said that sport Is understood to be a key enabler for achieving the united nations sustainable development goals including good health and well-being and gender equality aiba is determined to contribute towards these goals meanwhile refugee boxers like ramla ali of somalia have already shown how the sport is a natural fit for those already fighting for a better future so there you have it graham we've got some good news coming out of the aiba now is an extra 20 grand you know in the Canadian National Federation's pocket or our friends across the pond, is that going to make a huge difference? Probably not. But when we're talking about, uh, like just yesterday, we were talking about uh, some female boxers in Ghana as part of the uh, the bomber squad down there. And they're saying, they, although they've been part of the national team for a number of years now, they're not getting a chance to compete because the money's not there for them to travel to these, uh, to these international tournaments. They're going to get them these qualification points that get them into you know, Olympic qualifiers or in a year like this, possibly into the Olympics themselves. So that extra injection into a local federation, especially in developing nations, I think is is a huge it's going to be a huge shot in the armed force.
0: I absolutely concur. That is great news, no matter how you slice it. Any funding coming down the pipe, an oil pipeline in this case is good news. Um, But speaking of maths and seeing we are so good at our maths, as you were going through that, I was thinking to myself, okay, three reductions
1: and things like that, but that's between him and his federation. But overall, I, I think it's good news and we're going to see uh, some good things come of this, hopefully.
0: Right. So, but going back to your uh, proposition that we're great mathematicians, um, I'm thinking 300,000 people, which is a significant number of signatures mm-hmm. on a petition, but out of a population base of how how big is Japan? Well, Plus, I mean, so if,
1: even if you're just talking Tokyo itself, if, if you're talking about the city proper versus the greater Tokyo area and things like, yeah, no, you're into. Yeah. Even in Tokyo, the greater Tokyo area, you're talking tens of millions of people.
0: So I'm saying to myself, while you were going through your report, an excellent report, by the way, what the heck is time up? Um, no. So I was saying to myself. 300 what's that less than one percent of one percent of one percent of the japanese population base given the opportunity to sign a petition uh you know signed a petition against opposing the olympics so well again that end, was
1: over the course of nine days they were able to garner that many signatures and not everyone is able eh. be able, be aware that these petitions are circulating so i think we could probably count on a little bit more opposition than just three hundred and fifty thousand people but, I, but you know, you make a good point going out of the potential of tens of millions of people living in Japan, under a half million for, uh, for the protest.
0: Call, call, call it's me not bad. Blow, man, but that, that's, that's not a whole lot of people. Uh, over I'm calling Japan. you an optimist
1: here. I'm calling <laughs> you an optimist. You're you're pointing out the good side that most people haven't assigned that position and most people are going to be wanting to see these uh, fights go on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the vast majority, This this actually proves to me. That the vast majority of the Japanese people prefer to see the Olympics take place than not. And yes, and the, petition, the petition is making the headlines, great. But going back to numbers, the vast majority, obviously to me, of the Japanese people want these Olympics to take place despite COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. And not that we should be thinking about it in these terms, but we are kind of lucky in our sport that the uh, our our tournament starts on July the 24th. So we're like, the first day of the Olympics after the opening. We get right into the action. So our tournament runs at the very beginning of the Olympics. So hopefully everyone will have just hit town. will just be coming off the back of two negative tests before they hit the ground, a negative test when they got there. So there won't really be a lot of time for everything to kind of devolve. If it devolves, hopefully we'll be able to get through the boxing tournament, you know, before we gets to the end of the uh, end of things at least. Fingers crossed, at least we're at the beginning is my point.
0: Uh, maybe maybe the, the sharp end of the spear uh, gonna take care of all those protesters. <laughs> sending in the boxers first, right on, okay. Thanks very much, Christian, appreciate that report. I'm sure uh, the good viewership and good listenership out there appreciates it as well. We can see by the comments. So thank you very much, and we'll see you on the Friday night panel in a few hours. We'll We'll see you tonight. And then on Monday. Thank you very much. See you tonight.